0: Hey everyone, it's Kira, and you're listening to Band Together. I want to start off this episode with a few updates from our current climate. First up is news that a judge recently ordered the shutdown of the Dakota Access Pipeline. Their ruling found that the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers has violated the National Environmental Policy Act, or NEPA, by overlooking the devastating impacts of potential oil spills on the environment and the community of the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe. Chairman of the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe, Mike Faith, said, quote, Today is a historic day for the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe and the many people who have supported us in the fight against the pipeline. This pipeline should never have been built here. We told them that from the beginning. In news from Minnesota, the Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison joined several other states in suing ExxonMobil, Koch Industries, and the American Petroleum Institute for orchestrating a campaign of deception on climate change. At Climate Generation, we applaud the Attorney General's office for taking action to protect all Minnesotans and to hold these corporations accountable for decades of deception and harm that their lies have caused to threaten public health and block bold climate action. Over the past few months since the murder of George Floyd at the hands of Minneapolis police officers, we've seen a growing dialogue on the connections between racial justice and climate justice. We know that we cannot address climate change without also dismantling the systems of racism and oppression within our society. Some of the resources we at Climate Generation have been digging into recently include Anti-Racism Daily, Written by Nicole Cardoza, this daily e-newsletter provides readers with opportunities to understand ways that racism takes place in our systems and also offers concrete action steps with each edition. We've also been listening to the Hot Take podcast with Mary Anais Heglar and Amy Westervelt that takes a critical and intersectional approach to examining climate coverage and aims to make these conversations more inclusive. I invite you, our listeners, to join us in learning and action to make our climate movement more equitable and inclusive for all. That's all for our current climate this month, and now on to our episode. I'm so excited to bring you this episode with our guest, Thomas Eastley, to talk about forestry, hip-hop, and diversifying the environmental movement. Thomas is an educator, a musician, a rapper, and currently works as the Assistant Dean of Community and Inclusion at the Yale School of Forestry and Environmental Studies. Before we jump into my conversation with Thomas, I wanted to play a snippet from his music. You can find a link in the episode description where you can support his work and purchase the full song. But I thought it was important for us to be able to listen to the lyrics and the message of his music before diving into the interview. So here's a verse from Hip Hop Forestry by Thomas Eastley.
1: This hip-hop is still religion, both made by human, both imperfect, make a new tradition. This, this hip-hop forestry. Our trees are not a commodity. They teach us show us how to live on trouble, land, and harmony. This, this, this hip-hop forestry. Because both roads from underground, one change landscape, the other change the landscape for sound. This, this, this hip-hop forestry. We not scared when people or bugs approach it. We don't just worry about POs, we worry about COs. This, this, this hip-hop forestry. emissions we don't do carbon copies. We cross-pollinate culture and respect our water our bodies. This forestry this hip-hop, hip-hop, we are related. We respect forms of life treatment me worse than to pet something about that. It's for hip hop. In different forms with dialogue and debate. the forestry hip hop. You can't own what you didn't create. For hip hop. Respect life because life is the value. Listen, discuss, and problem solve. And then we add you. For hip hop. Inclusion ain't just about solutions. In food and water and religion, we remove pollution. This, this for, for hip hop. Every complexion is worth protection. Care for the land and the people. That is true progression. This, this for hip hop. Started in New York and hit the planet. Carolina with forestry land. It's to be managed, it's to be respected because we all been neglected. Two communities come together in one body, let protected. protect it. Yeah. forestry, poetry is getting this academic superstar, to see I'm a fantasy, the growing strip of forestry,
0: is getting latest, for it's academic superstar. The first time I've heard the term hip hop forestry, but I'm wondering if you could just talk a little bit about what that is and what it means to you. Well,
1: first, it was just an idea that turned into a song that was supposed to be an album. Now the album ideas come back up because so many people want to talk about it. <laughs> and we're working on like a, we're working on a curriculum now, but you know, as a hip hop artist, I like to, I like to say hip hop forestry. I like to say that it's a philosophy. That's really what it is. And it's uh the three verses in the song, but there's a, my, my favorite line in the song is in hip hop forestry. You can't own what you didn't create, you know? And, so I think land ownership is a joke makes me laugh because you can't, you, you, you can't recreate soil. Can you? No, you can't. Um, mm-hmm. And what you take out of the ground, the truth is you can't put back in, even when they reforest you, you reforest, you still don't put back in as much as you've taken out. It's just, it's just impossible. And so to me, what hip hop forestry is, it's a, it's a philosophy that is a composite or an aggregate of multiple cultures. Because I talk in a song, I talk through the lens of indigenous culture. When I say, um, you see, I lost a lot of friends. Humans agree to mistaking it for hungry like a racist really hates me for diversity they want me. Well, the friends that I'm talking about, before I say this, that line, before I say a tree hugger, not again. But you see, I lost a lot of friends. So my friends, I'm talking about are trees. Mm-hmm. Through an indigenous lens, we're related to trees, which I also identify as as well and so trees are not a commodity they're teachers they're family you know and they obviously are you, you cut them down you reduce the oxygen that you have if you respect them and you keep them you can climb them maybe you can talk to them you know you see what it does for other people as well as other beings other you know forms of life and so um and so it's a composite of different you know cultures and then and and and, and then i say uh uh you know i mentioned different populations black Latino, indigenous, Asian. I mentioned those different communities because they're tied to the, because we're all tied to the outdoors. Mm-hmm. But they're tied to the outdoors. And I say, they knew what to do before there was colonialism. They knew what to do before there was a such thing as police. And so in the song, I kind of air out some of my frustration around the fact that so many cultures have been either polarized or marginalized. Mm-hmm. And the knowledge has been quelched, but the benefits have been stolen. And so I talk about that in the song too. So that's so really hip hop forestry is really about calling out the poor practices of what we have done to benefit ourselves and call ourselves managing the, the, the forest, which we weren't managing at all. We were abusing and then tying it back to, but there were communities who also did some abuse, you know, no, no culture and no group of people is innocent. I'm not like one of those pan Africanists like, i go back to Africa, you know, but I do believe that we should respect Africa. And I think that uh, what's happening in the world, in my opinion, is because of the lack of respect for that continent. Mm-hmm. And since human human uh, uh, humankind started there, you know, then I just think that we should show more respect there. And I think that um, we're just taking as as we think that we should, and we're operating in this dominion mentality over the planet. And hip hop forestry speaks out against that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And it's a combination of hip hop, which is. In some ways, hip hop. Well, first, hip hop, black and Latinos founded it in the South Bronx, and it changed the landscape of sound. Forestry, uh, and that was in New York. Forestry, intendedly started by Gifford Pinchot. Germany comes to North Carolina. Forestry was first practiced in North Carolina, and that changed the landscape. Period. Mm. You know, the whole land use changed it. You know, we started cutting down trees and then replanting, tilling the ground, to replant what we wanted to plant so that we could grow what we thought is, think is more valuable or to plant cotton or to grow tobacco. So I just try to combine them because when I go to a hip hop show, you know, even though it's way diverse than a hip hop show, but when I'm creating music, I'm talking to sometimes one group or a couple groups of people. When I'm talking to forestry, I'm talking to a completely different group of people, right. but the, but the denominator between both of them is me. So I say, hip-hop and forestry comes to, together in one body, less us respect it, you know. Uh, but then I say, you all can understand what I'm saying because we've all been neglected, just like the land has. So that's the kind of, that is the full philosophy of what hip-hop forestry is.
0: Yeah, I love that. What, is he, what have you seen as the response as you bring this sort of philosophy and, and music to others? What have you gotten as responses from it?
1: Well, you know, music, like art, it grows over time. Mm-hmm. So I put the song out two years ago. So in 2018 mm-hmm. that, that I got no response when I first put it. just, <laughs> there was nothing, you know, I just had a cool cover and, um, and really hip hop forestry was a part of a project that I was doing. Um, I was creating some songs for another film, a film, excuse me, called Mossville where, where great trees fall, which is an award-winning documentary is moving around the world right now. And, um, I did the hip hop forestry song, and I wrote another song called "Dear Stacy" that I dedicated to the person who's the main focus in that film, a man that stayed on his land that his parents owned, which was a trailer, and Sasol Petrochemical Company South Africa uh, was welcomed in, you know, by the then now poorly a poor governor who made a poor poor decision uh, all for the sake of making money and creating jobs, and they've destroyed that city. Like it's almost like that city is no longer standing and the people are no longer there. Many people have died, a lot of people have been displaced, and if you go to South Africa, it's done the same thing. So the so the original idea was to make a record where we're talking about all of these issues. Uh but once I made Dear Stacy and made Hip Hop Forestry, it was almost time for me to leave North Carolina and go to Yale. <laughs> So it kind of came, to, it came to a halt. And then when the song came out, you know, at least I was like, Hey, I did this song called hip hop forestry. If you like, you know, go and check it out. And it was like silence, you know, but that was fine. I, you know, it didn't bother me because I don't make music to make money. It's just nice to generate, you know, some income off of it. So I released it in January of 2018. Then February 2018 is when I, I'm a member of the Dogwood Alliance board. And then I went to the Congaree National Forest. And then that video that, got, that went viral of me in the forest, mm-hmm. that's what directed people back to hip-hop forestry. Because mm-hmm. I mentioned it in that video. And, and I've gotten a lot of people who say that they like it, which is great. I don't like it because my freestyle and that damn thing was whack. But, <laughs> you know, but people like it. I'm just like, those are some of the simplest, dumbest bars that i ever spent. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, you know, because I really can rap. And, um, and so, but that video was what made people go listen to it Mm -hmm. and tune into it. And what I really think now, now, now this is my honest opinion Mm -hmm. about hip hop forestry, which to about how people's response to hip hop forestry, which is in my opinion, also an indication of how poor we are as human beings. Many people like hip hop forestry, but they never heard the damn song. They can't even tell me what the lyrics are. Mm -hmm. So when people say they want to hear about it, I'm like, well, no, tell me what I said in the song. You know, so then that tells me they don't really care somewhat about the song. They like the words and the idea. Mm. See, that's a sign to me. I talk about the human population. Our problem is that we don't read a lot and we let media control how we feel. So we react to things that we see. Or I put it to you like this. You turn the conscious, you turn the woke against the conscious and the conscious against the woke. You underreact to what's actually happening. You overreact to what is spoken. Mm. And that's what's happening with our world right now. You know, but like I said, I put the song out and people's, you know, now, now people are buying it now and, you know, listening to it, which is cool. But when I go and deliver lectures about it, you know, I can ask people, well, you tell me, what is it about for Forestry? And then they just kind of look and then I just go. Technically, y'all just insulted me. I just let them know, you actually just insulted me, but that's okay. (laughs) It wasn't your intention to, which means that you really haven't explored it. You saw an idea and you like it. Like I said, I'm not one who needs people to motivate me. And then that's when I tell people, this is a sign of the poor human condition. Mm. That you need other people to tell you what to do. You need other people to guide you. That's really a sad state of humanity Mm -hmm. that we're in, you know, right now. And so, um, you know, as the people, people are starting to pick it up now. And people are starting to listen and reach out to me and, you know, and talk, but I really have to give Dogwood Alliance the props because if it wasn't for that video, mm-hmm. I would have never thought about it. Like they would have never thought about uh, hip hop forest period. And then I just released an article with E360 yells online, uh, a war winner magazine. And then mm-hmm. that brought it back out again. You know, like I did yeah. the article and then boom, now people want to talk about it again because they put the video in the, uh, in the article and then in the video, I mentioned hip-hop forestry. Now people want to talk about it again. So I kind of think, I don't really think hip-hop forestry has seen what it actually can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I haven't seen what it can actually do. i just seen <laughs> some people who have interest when they hear the words put together and then they yeah. want to communicate, you know, so.
0: What would you like it to do?
1: I would like, well, I'll tell you what I was thinking when I first made the song, too, and it wasn't just about the environment. Mm-hmm. um i'm a black man in forester there's mm-hmm. not a lot of us in this field just like there are not a lot of latinx people in this field mm-hmm. not a lot of and is, there's not a lot of asians in this field mm-hmm. so it is still you know a uh, heavily majority white you know uh discipline i definitely say white male you know discipline um and so i wanted to to do I wanted to create a song that did what I did when I worked which is when I went out and talked to people I motivated them to come to the school that I worked in I was recruiting when I went and spoke to people um they they, they like you know antennas went off and they want to learn more and oh my god you know thank you for talking about that can we learn more you know I love that you know like uh you know so I want I wanted to um intrigue people you know I wanted to uh I wanted, to, I wanted to make people think, you know, um, you know, I wanted to inspire them, you know, to go and do something else, to go study more, to go connect with cultures that they uh, do not know much about. Because the song is also about, it's really about diversity. Mm-hmm. that's really what the, that's regardless if it's about the environment hip hop that song is only about diversity it's really about how do we respect people how do we respect where they are how do okay. we use their language to communicate with them and how do we respect the world that we live in together that's really all it is so that's what i really hope that it does is it'll motivate people to treat each other better to learn more about each other to learn about forestry to explore it and then for those people who don't listen to like hip hop that it'll make them see the art form or the genre of hip-hop as a way to communicate and a way to communicate education or to communicate academically, not just culturally and socially.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And that, I think that's one of the things that that really drew me to it too is, I mean, the same thing with forestry and with the climate movement is really traditionally white dominated and, and even just the way that we, you know, if we think about people who like get on the news and TV and talk about climate science, it's always like digitally white men. And so I feel like the thing that I found with kind of the work that we're doing and just exploring more about the connections between art and climate mm-hmm. um, has really like just broadened the, the people who are part of the conversation. And then, and I think that's been so valuable just because, yeah, we don't see that representation and you know, we're not going to be able to solve this if we just have one group of people working on it, even if they're working super hard. That's not that's not the way that we're going to, um, you know, get the solutions or get to the future that we want to see. And so, um, I agree. yeah, I really love that idea and just thinking about how we can bring in more voices and have pe- more people feel like they identify with this movement too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like that. You're right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just pulling from you, but
1: <laughs> oh well, I appreciate it. you just gave me some some fodder to, to, to chew on something. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, I'm wondering for, so your work at Yale, you are the community and inclusion dean, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Do you bring in some of the work, your your personal work with music and hip-hop, do you bring that into your role at Yale? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. well, yeah, I have to. I think that, um, like, I think that scholarship isn't just something that you study and write about I think it's something that you enact and that you do. And so I bring my personal life into some into some of my work. I mean, you know, I I see, I don't have this idea, this uh fantasy, like I want to bring my whole person to the job. Uh, can you imagine if everybody actually did that? (laughs) Full person to work and you have no power or you have a lot of power? Oh my God, it's gonna be too much. So, yes, I definitely bring my personal experience in because I feel like my life since I was 19, 18, 19, has been been an experiment. Like I feel like my life has been a social experiment. You know, what do you do with a kid from North Birmingham um, and get him into forestry, have him work in Montana. He's the only black person in the county there where he was working. And how do I have a smooth existence while living under those circumstances or living within those, those, uh, those dynamics. And I had a choice. I could either be angry and be extra black and say, "F the world and these white folks don't know nothing and I'm not going to go outside and I'm just going to stay in here and enjoy being black, which really I wouldn't have been enjoying because I really wanted to be out with people or I could humble myself and at least try to be open to some things and see some of the, like, okay, put it like this. Thomas is not going to die mountain climbing, even though I, I'm a mountain climber. I'm a rock climber. But I'm not going to die climbing mountains, you know, because I prefer to be on the ground. I'm not going to die in a cruise boat because I don't feel like exploring the water like that. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I don't plan to be eaten by a bear or attacked by a mountain lion or a bobcat. Like, you know, because I don't go out there like that. But I have, I do camp, I do water raft, I do bike, I do hike, I do rock climb, I do cave dive, like I do that. You see, you know, so um, you know, so so I do that. So then that's just an example of when people say black folks don't do that, and then I go, well, I do it. You see? Mm-hmm. So then you take that kind of existence and you bring it to a space where they want you to help them to diversify. And and people think that the diversity is as simple as stand up in front of a group of people, tell them about the discipline they're gonna sign up, or stand up in front of a group of people. Tell them who you represent, like me coming and representing Yale, and they're just going to want to come. But see, what I know is, no, that's not true. Some people are so good and strong themselves, they know that they don't need Yale to be successful. Mm -hmm. Some people are so confident in themselves, they don't need this discipline. Matter of fact, they're not going to even go to college. They're going to start something online, and they're going to get richer than a lot of people, you know, faster. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I take that experience of living in Montana Being the only at the time, I take the experience of growing up in a black neighborhood and going to an all black school. I use that, too. And going to a historical black university, the experience of being a hip hop artist, of being an an entrepreneur, of being a campus pastor. You know, those those things that some would consider artistic, only incompetent people think that it can inform science. Mm-hmm. yeah I know that it can you know art to me gets straight to the truth science help you helps you to explore things that you don't understand right which means that they should never be separate they should actually be together totally and well there's so, no
0: point in having science if we can't communicate it too you know that's exactly. it doesn't exist without the other
1: exactly but it's like we don't put biology and sociology together and they should be together we don't mm-hmm. put anthropology we do now but we don't we don't always put anthropology and forestry together you know people are doing it now. So, you know, I yes, you know, so I do bring my life into it, but that's because I don't separate, I mean, I separate work from my life. Mm-hmm. I do that now, but I don't <laughs> separate my life from my work, you know, because I know that my life informs my work, you know, and at times my work informs or helps me think, you know, some other ways about my life, but it's definitely through life and form of work all of the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: Well, what's what's next? Do you have other plans for developing the album like hip hop forestry. Or?
1: I do now. <laughs> I do now cuz I was I thought I was done with it at first. Um, yeah. I was like, man, I'm done with this, but people keep wanting to talk about it, and mm-hmm. going, I don't talk about it. It's not that I don't want to talk about hip hop forestry It's that. For me, hip hop, well hip hop is a passion. Mm-hmm. I I will admit that hip hop is a passion. I've been doing it since I was 16, I've been listening to it since I was 7. You know, if not earlier, actually, but, um, you know, consciously listening to it since I was seven mm-hmm. and then actively engaged in trying to create and make something since I was 15. And I'm I'm 41 now. So hip hop for me has always been a passion. And I'm glad that I'm at a place now where I can perform, I can record, and make some money off of it, too. And now I have a crew of people. We just put out an album last month that actually is doing pretty daggone good. Nice. So I'm happy about it. It's called the Dean's List. That's the name of the album. but The group, with the crew is with the Great Minds Alliance. We were the Dean's List making an album called Great Minds Alliance, but we had to change it. because <laughs> But That's another story. And so um, so hip hop is the passion. Forestry for me. Um, and I want to say this is might sound a little discouraging, especially the people who really, 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 really love uh, you know, forestry and love the, love the discipline, but forestry for me, when I went to school, see undergrad for me was exactly what it was supposed to be. Get the skills to go and get a job. So that's what forestry was for me. It was mm-hmm. a job genetics. The genetic side of forestry is a passion, you know, cause that's what first got me into it. I love, I love genetics. Oh my gosh. Uh, tissue culture, uh, bioengineering, <laughs> I love that, you know, and I am a, and I am a, I'm also a genetic engineer, but um, you know, when you talk about just the field of forestry, at first, it is a job, you know, it is a job that I loved, it's a job that I appreciated, and it was a challenge that I welcomed, but you remember how I said my life doesn't revolve around so what I also realized is that I'm communicating to people who their life revolves around forestry. Mm-hmm. I'm communicating to people whose life revolves around hip hop. Mm-hmm. I'm communicating to people whose life revolves around their job. And I'm not saying that that's bad, you know, to each his or her or their own, you know, do your thing. That would be bad for me, you know? And so, um, and so what's next is now my crew and I are getting ready to work on a hip hop forestry album, <laughs> And um, we're going to try our best to make like, I don't want to be corny, you know, so I'm not one who likes to, you know, just do, even though I shouldn't say talking about forestry is corny and talking about the academy and music is corny because it's not, it it, it should have been done a long time ago, actually. um, So that we could provide a different image for people to pursue or to look up to, you know, an academic, like there's nothing wrong with being an academic, there's nothing wrong with going to college, even though it's not built for everybody. And there's nothing wrong studying and working independently or dependently in forestry. Mm-hmm. So we're going to make an album because um, I, my crew understands now that the field of forestry in a way impacts all of our lives. We're going to make an album because we're starting to understand that the environment, like there is no separation of people in the environment. We're in the environment, you know? Right. And so we're going to make some music where we're, you know calling out um inequities but also providing ideas and suggestions for how to address these challenges you know mm-hmm. and uh and we're going to do it in a, in a beautiful hip hop way like it's mm-hmm. going it's going to be good and i don't know when it'll be done it probably won't be done until 2021 mm-hmm. but especially now with the rate that physical distancing is going but um but uh, that 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 would be the um, one of our next big uh, big big projects. You know that, that we do. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's to get it's to get everybody on board with that. Awesome. I don't know what we'll call the album yet. <laughs> but okay. well, and, okay. It, it, okay. it could be hip hop forestry. Yeah, it could be hip hop forestry. We could name it that. But I don't know. I'm just trying to think of other the, the same way that when I go out into communities and I communicate about what I do as far as it relates to the environment. I don't even usually the only word I probably probably use at first and f- for the majority of my time with the people is environment. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't say forestry. I don't say air quality. I don't say water quality. You know, I deal I, I ask, ask them questions about having asthma,
0: mm-hmm.
1: ask them questions about having diabetes. You know, a family members having, having diabetes. I, I asked them questions about, can you drink the water right of your faucets? You know, do you know where, where, where it comes from. Then when I got them and I hook them, now we can start talking about, you know, uh, you know, anything else. And, um, that, that method or that, that style, you know, to me, I, I like because that's me, in my opinion. Uh, appreciating others' experience first, Mm -hmm. not thinking that my agenda is what's most important. And I do, and it's the same with my diversity facilitation and my my diversity consultant. I would say the most important people in the room are you. You know, the least important person in the room is me, but what I do understand is that because of what I've been brought here to do, I'm probably the one who has to demonstrate what you need to do. So Mm -hmm. I have to stay humble, and you do too. Mm -hmm. And I have to stay communicative, and I need you to do the same thing. And then we'll be able to have a positive experience together. Every student's a teacher. Every teacher's a student.
0: Right. And we all, like, can only just lead with our own experiences, and I think that that's, yeah, that's so valuable, especially just connecting with communities and, yeah. Hearing Mm -hmm. hearing the stories and and values of those, the people that you're talking to is, you know, you can't just come in with your own agenda and be like, hey, do this and this is what I say. And, yeah,
1: yeah. You think they're going to do that?
0: Right. <laughs>
1: yeah, who are you? Well, you're my cousins. <laughs> who is you? You know, so <laughs> I don't want to hear that. So, yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate chatting with you um, and just hearing about your work. I'll, I'll stay tuned for the album. and. Uh, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Thomas brings up in both his interview and his music, call to attention that the mainstream environmental movement has not been representative of the ways in which climate change impacts all of us, and the communities who are actively engaging in solutions. I challenge all of our listeners to learn about what environmental justice issues are happening in your community. How is it affecting people in different ways based on race or class, and how does it show up in your own life? We all have climate stories to share, and our voices are important to make up this climate movement. If you want to share yours, visit our website at climatestories.org to submit to our online storytelling collection. That's all for our episode today. I want to thank Thomas for joining me and sharing his music and passion with all of us. If you want to learn more and get his song Hip Hop Forestry, visit his website linked in the episode description. Hip Hop Forestry is produced by Joe T with the label Eastley Branch. This podcast is produced by Climate Generation, a Will Steger legacy, with music by Laserbeak. For more information, visit our website at bandtogethermn.org and subscribe to Band Together on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also be sure to follow us on social media at Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And finally, we'd love to hear from you. Who do you think we should feature on this podcast? Send us your ideas at climategen.org. Catch you next time, and thanks for listening to Band Together.